Hello and welcome to Marysville Church of Christ podcast. This is Under Attack, and my name is Bishop Darby. Last week, we really broke down what it means to fight for the moment, the value of right now, and our spiritual conflict against Satan. Every second we're alive, every moment that we're on this earth, we find ourselves fighting for one side or another, whether we know it or not. Our choices matter. Our lives matter. Our decisions matter. Today, I'd like us to pivot a little bit and talk about what it means to fight in this spiritual conflict using one of the most impactful and important spiritual conflicts we find in Scripture. Luke chapter 4. Luke chapter 4 is is the temptation of Jesus in the wilderness. For 40 days and for 40 nights, Jesus found himself embroiled in a battle in a war against Satan. Over the next couple of weeks, we're going to be breaking down parts of this story, not in ways that you're used to hearing it, covering things that you've probably overlooked, and trying to find some deeper meanings of what it means to be a soldier in this war, what it means to fight against Satan, and what it means to be under attack. Luke chapter 4 is kind of our text, so if you have a Bible, if you're not driving, turn to it. If you are, don't worry, I'll read it to you. And let's begin to break down this 40-day battle that Jesus found himself in and all the, way that it, all the ways that it will shape us and educate us today. Jesus returned from the Jordan, filled with the Holy Spirit, and the Spirit took him off into the wilderness for 40 days to be tested by the devil. He ate nothing during that time, and at the end of it, he was very hungry. Let's stop there for now. There's a lot even in these these two verses here that, that present to us a really interesting picture that's being painted. One, I'd like us to notice that these 40 days of intensive combat were so uh, consuming, so oppressive, so immersive, that Jesus did not, perhaps even could not, eat because of the constant torment he was under by Satan. This series of intensive spiritual conflicts between Jesus and Satan, of which we only have three revealed, consumed him for 40 days in the middle of the wilderness. I think it's amazing to consider the fact that this was a consistent day-in, day-out, moment-by-moment torment of the devil. Temptation. You can only imagine the amount of thoughts that Satan was trying to get Jesus to act on for 40 consecutive days so that he did not eat during that time. This series of events reveals to us a lot about Satan's combat strategies. And it reveals a lot about how to fight against those said strategies. But just to break down this story, the moment of the story, I want us to, to look at this in maybe a new light. When Jesus came into the wilderness to fight against Satan, he was led by the Spirit. Which means that Jesus chose this battleground intentionally. He chose the wilderness to be the place of this war. And I find it really interesting that he chose the wilderness for 40 days. Because these 40 days in the wilderness were a perfect representation of the 40 years in the wilderness during the Exodus. In many ways, Jesus is embodying the failure of Israel during those 40 years, and in this 40 days is undoing it. Jesus is engaging here a metaphorical fight for Israel's redemption against the same Satan who made them fall. It was Satan who instigated the people into their grumblings, into their disbelief, into their violence, and into their hatred. 
It was it was Satan who instigated them to do things like build the golden calf and doubt God. And in this moment, Jesus is bearing the forty uh, the representation of the forty years on his back, walking into the wilderness for forty intensive days of fighting against that devil, against that same accuser. It's amazing to consider that this story is not just a story about Jesus being tempted, but it is a, it is a fight for redemption for the, is, the past of Israel. And not only that, but it's the, it's the epitome, the, one of the climactic battles in the whole scriptures as Satan for 40 consecutive days, day in, day out, hour by hour, is fighting with Jesus to get him to stumble. Because if the Son of God sins... If the Son of God submits to Satan, then there is no hope for humanity. In this moment, it's not just Israel's past redemption that's on the line, but it's our future redemption on the line. It's the entire history of humanity. It's the conflict between good and evil. All of it is on the back of Jesus in this moment. And as he's walking into the wilderness, he is walking out there with the baggage of human hope weighing on him. And for 40 days, Satan does nothing but try to break it. These verses show us a couple of very important ideas. One, it shows us that Satan is limited in his imagination. It shows us that Satan is limited in his imagination. So many times I think we overestimate the power of Satan. Though he is very mighty, he is not an omniscient being. He doesn't know all things. He's guessing. I think he's, Satan is just one of the best character studies that there's ever been. He watches us. He monitors our movements. And he learns what works and what doesn't. In these 40 days, what this shows me is that he's not omniscient. He can't always come up with the newest idea, but he replays the same ones over and over. As we'll see through the rest of the story, that the temptations he offered to Jesus aren't unique to Jesus. They're the same temptations that he's offered to all people. In fact, even in this wilderness narrative, we see that it's the same temptations he used on Israel. Satan doesn't have that many bags of tricks, or that many tricks in his bag. He doesn't have that many arrows in his quiver. It's just our responsibility to learn to defend against the ones he already, he already has used against us. In many ways, Satan doesn't have to be creative. He just has to be consistent. And he tried that strategy with Jesus and it failed. 40 days of really the same five or six temptations over and over and over again. But Jesus didn't budge. Imagine if for a moment we were as good of character studies as Satan was. Imagine if just for a second we were as good at realizing our weaknesses as he is realizing our weaknesses. Imagine if we had the thought, the foresight, to be able to realize that it's the same arrows that keep piercing our armor. Satan is not, he's not omniscient. He's limited in his imagination. And we have to be aware of that. We have to strengthen ourselves. Second, we have to pick our battleground. Jesus chose the wilderness for a reason, because in his situation, it was the narrative of Israel's redemption. It was all of these things tied in, but also because it was alone. And Jesus often found solace and spiritual strength alone. 
Now, often he relied on brothers and, sis, uh, brothers and sisters in, in his family, both spiritual and physical. He often relied on his friends, the apostles. But oftentimes in moments of spiritual conflict, Jesus needed isolation. He needed time with just him and God. He chose the battleground because he knew in this time he would have nothing but God. That there wouldn't be anyone else that Satan could use against him. He chose his battleground. Often we don't choose our battlegrounds. We simply meander through life and allow Satan to hit us in any opportunity in any way he wants. He gets to call all the shots. He dictates all the moments. He picks all the battlegrounds. But imagine if we were able to, to choose our places better. We were able to put ourselves in more consistent situations to find success. We were able to have times to regroup our strength, times to go and find solace in God. What if we made Satan come into holy sanctuaries? What if we made Satan come into moments of tranquil peace? What if we made Satan come to us on our terms, instead of us constantly going to him on his? And third, and this is a really important one, God brings us into battlefields, but not battles. God brings us into battlefields, but not battles. The Holy Spirit took him off into the wilderness, but the Holy Spirit didn't bring Satan there. I think it's important that we understand that God is on our side at all times and in all ways. I think it's important that we remember that God is our ally, and he'll put us in the most successful positions for defense. He'll put us in battlegrounds that are easily defendable, fortresses and strongholds that we can man. But he's never going to sick Satan on us. Satan is the adversary of God, not his pit bull. Just as much as we're fighting against Satan, so too God is. Satan is not omniscient. He's limited in his imagination. We have got to choose our battlegrounds. And we have to remember that God brings us into battlefields, not battles. And in so doing, we'll start to strip away the power of Satan. We'll find that the way we fight our spiritual conflict is different. And we'll hopefully find more success in our struggle for righteousness. Next week, we're going to break down this first temptation, stones into bread. We're going to break down what exactly Satan was doing there and how he does the same things to us. And many of you have heard things like, this is the, you know, lust of the eyes, lust of the flesh, the pride of life. Many of you have, have heard lessons on the ideals that Satan's bringing out, and I may touch on some of those, but I'm going to try to come at this in an imaginative way. Maybe finding a couple of things that, that we've never thought about. And learning how Jesus' example in this climactic, influential battle in the middle of the wilderness continues to shape us even today.